0: We're gathered together this afternoon in the presence of God to do three things. Firstly, we want to remember God's sovereignty in death as in life. Job the patriarch said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, we're here and we're sorrowful we're heartbroken, in a real sense, at Elsie's death. But with submissive hearts, we do acknowledge the day thou gave us, Lord, has ended. The second reason we gather together here is to seek God's word of comfort for our hearts. The Lord Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He added, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. It was Isaiah the prophet who said that he was a point unto them that mourn in Zion, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be clothed or called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The third reason we have come together this afternoon is, of course, to give thanks to the Lord for the life and testimony of the late Elsie Scott. Elsie, as many of you now know, passed away peaceably in the hospital on Friday morning the 31st of May, about 5.43 or thereabouts. She spent 11 weeks in the hospital. And on behalf of the Carried off Free Presbyterian Church here, the Kirk Session, and the congregation, I know that you would want to join with me in extending our sympathy to the Scott and the Huddleston Family Circle at this time of bereavement. Today, we're especially thinking of Elsie's nephews and nieces. We think of Hubert. And we think of Anne, who can't be here today. She did phone me yesterday. Wish to be remembered. We think of Samuel and Elsie and Alan and their families. We think of the stepsons, Paul and David and Philip, and the Scott family. And I want you to be assured of our prayerful support at this time. And I say to you on behalf of the family, a big thank you for coming. Your presence here means so much to them today. I would also like on behalf of the family to say a big thank you to the staff of the Ulster Hospital of the various wards in which Elsie was looked after during those 11 weeks in the hospital. We appreciate their professionalism and their devotion and care. And the family would also like to thank the undertakers today for assisting in the funeral arrangements, and we appreciate their professionalism. Elsie was a wife. She was a stepmom. She was an aunt. And she was a great aunt. And the Bible tells us that the memory of the just is blessed. And you who knew Elsie Best, even more than I did, knew that she was a good, godly, genuine, gracious Christian lady. And she will be sorely missed in the sense that her seat will be empty. It'll be empty in this church. It'll be empty at home. Can I just point out before we go any further that there is a basket at the door of the church and that is for anyone that wants to give a donation in lieu of flowers. The um, money that's gathered will go in its entirety uh, to the revival movement uh, started of course by uh, the late Ernie Allen known better as the Every Home Crusade and Elsie had a great love for the of the word of God and wanted to support the uh, cause of the distribution of the word of God and it was her desire that any uh, donations in lieu of flowers would go to the revival movement now there is a basket as I've said if you haven't come prepared don't worry about it if you want to contact me personally and write on it in lieu of flowers for Elsie we will make sure that that goes uh, to the appropriate place could I just also mention at this stage that when we do go to Ballygayan uh, park in the car park Just directly opposite the church And the gate to the cemetery Will be open and that will make Ease of access for those who are going To the burial Could I also ask you to bring Your seat with you for if you already looked at it You'll notice that the third hymn At least a few verses will be sung At the graveside Now with all these preliminaries That are necessary we're going to Worship the Lord together I invite you to stand with me We think of this lovely hymn, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is, Whose Goodness Feeleth Never, I Nothing lack If I Am His, And He Is Mine Forever. And these hymns were, of course, were picked by Elsie, hand-picked, and she loved to sing the songs of Zion. So let's stand together as we worship the Lord, please. (laughs) Let's just unite together in prayer Almighty God And loving Heavenly Father We gather in this house this afternoon And we're conscious that it is to us A house of mourning We know that it's better to go to the house of mourning Than in the house of feasting and we're conscious that even as we draw nigh unto thee, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, approaching by faith in the ground of his precious shed blood, we're conscious that thou art the living and the true God. And besides thee there is none other. Thou art God alone. We're conscious that in thee we move and live and of being. And thou art the God who gives us breath to breathe and strength to enjoy. Our very mobility is of thee. We thank thee for every temporal and material blessing. And we acknowledge that these have all come from thy good hand. We do acknowledge that thou art sovereign not only in life, but also in death. And Lord, we've already even mentioned the fact that the day that thou hast given to Elsie has ended And we thank Thee for the day of her birth. We thank Thee for her long life. We thank Thee, O God, for the many happy memories that she enjoyed as she journeyed through life. And we know that her greatest and most treasured memory was the time and the occasion when she put her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ we want to give thee thanks, not only that thou art creator and maker, that thou art sovereign, that thou art a triune God. But we also worship thee this afternoon as the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank thee for many who can speak of him like Thomas and say, my Lord and my God. Who can also exclaim, I know like Job that my Redeemer liveth. Like Elsie, this is my beloved. And this is my friend, we thank thee that Christ indeed was her Redeemer. He was her Lord and Savior, that he was her best and most treasured friend. We thank thee indeed that she was amongst us as a godly, genuine, gracious, good Christian lady. And we know that our family here, her nephews and nieces can rise up and call her blessed in the Lord. And we know that each one in particular has special memories that they treasure of the time that they spent with her in her company and having conversation. And we know that many of those conversations did indeed center in around the preciousness of Christ and the wonder of the Word of God. And Lord, we're conscious in life's journey. Elsie knew many trials and troubles We think of the passing of her late husband, David. We we think of the death of her brother, Johnny. We, We think of the death of her nephews, John and Robert in particular. The passing of her sisters, Margaret and Ruby. And we knew that these all took a toll, but we're thankful that thou art a God who came and said even unto her, my grace is sufficient with thee. And we thank thee for all the trials and temptations of life. And that Elsie learned and proved to trust in the reality of him who said, I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And oh God, we thank thee even for her dear family today. We think of her nephews and her nieces. Remember Hubert. Remember Anne who can't be with us and you know about her own illness. And we pray you'll bless her and be with her. Do you remember Samuel? Remember Elsie herself? We, we think of Alan here. We think of Elsie's stepsons, Paul and David and Philip. We think of their extended families. Lord, remember them all at this time. We thank Thee that Thou hast said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And we ask Thee that even at this time of mourning, when a family has lost a loved one to death, that You'll draw alongside and You'll help them, O oh God, to. Remember the great hope that Elsie had in Christ. And that for her, even on Friday morning, after that 11 week in the hospital, we're glad, Lord, that when she closed her eyes in death and breathed her last, it was absent from the body and present with the Lord. We're thankful that she's gone into the nearer presence of the Lord. Her eyes have seen the King. For Elsie, on Friday, it was sweeping through the nates of the new Jerusalem, washed, In the blood of the Lamb. And oh God we know that uh, her passing is not the end of Elsie. We know that her death was not goodbye but a mere good night. I'll meet you in the morning. And we look forward to that day. That day of resurrection. when, When Christ will return. And the people of God will be with Christ. Body and soul and spirit forever and ever. And we pray that we'll comfort ourselves even with that great truth at this time. And we ask thee in the midst of all the change, in the midst of all the uh, tears and the memories that will spring up and the need for strength and grace that you'll impart it even unto the dear family at this time and that they'll have courage in the great hope of the gospel to look forward to meeting their dear loved ones once again. Do you remember us now as we've gathered in this house as we've sought thee for comfort. We also seek thee for counsel if there's any amongst us. A stranger to Elsie's Saviour, we call unto thee to open their eyes, their ears, their hearts and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ at this time and in these days. We commit this whole service now unto thee. We crave thy presence, shut us in with thee, bless us, help us, come and minister to us and do us good in our hearts. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now during those 11 weeks that Elsie was in the hospital, she had a number of visitors, not only myself, but some from this church also visited her. And she had, of course, her dear family. And she always looked forward to to Alan's visit. And uh, she, she told me, you know, he always reads the word of God to me. And that's such a blessing. And we've asked Alan this afternoon to come and read to us the word of God. Uh, Him and I were with Elsie on Thursday night in the hospital And I invited him as a family member to to read from the scriptures Uh, And he's going to come and read those two portions of scriptures to us now Thank you Alan
1: So, Psalm 23, I'm going to read. I like to think that David had brought the sheep through some danger and they were resting calmly on the grass, lush green grass, fresh water on the hillside. And David thought to himself, Who looks after me? And he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And a different scene this time in John, Trouble on the streets of Jerusalem. Jesus has healed lepers, made the blind to see, the lame to walk, raised the dead to life, and the Jews are plotting to kill him. And Jesus comforts his disciples. In John chapter 14, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go ye you know, and the way ye you know. And Thomas says to him, Lord, how can... Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid this is the living word of the living god
0: i do thank alan very much for reading from the scriptures i appreciate his help i just want to read one other passage In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 the apostle Paul says but i would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope for if we believe that jesus died and rose again even so them also which sleep in jesus will god bring with him To meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And we do pray, as Alan is saying, it's the living Word of God, that the Lord will bless His Word to our hearts. Now, on behalf of the family, it is my honour today not only to conduct this funeral service uh, for uh, the Late departed Elizabeth Scott, but it's also uh, my privilege to be able to bring a short tribute in memory of her. Elizabeth Scott uh, was born on the eighth of November, at nineteen twenty-four. She was born into the Huddleston family. Elsie, as she was affectionately called, was the third child born to William and Mary Ann. Elsie had two sisters and a brother. The eldest sister was called Margaret, followed by Johnny, and her youngest sister was Ruby. Now they're all deceased, and you're familiar with that. Elsie's the last of a generation, so this is this is an end of an era in that sense. The family lived in Clontalkale, and I've no doubt that life was hard. And remember, it wasn't long after World War One—what about ten years or so? And I remember Elsie telling me that one Christmas she got a lovely new doll. And she treasured that doll, and as a girl, she she loved playing with it. As a young girl, she also learned to ride her bicycle. Remember, there was less cars in the road. And she did attend Clant and School. Uh, She proved to be a bright, intelligent pupil. She was always kind. She was considerate. And her aim was to please and help other people. Now, when Elsie was about 12, tragedy struck. Her mother died. And I could identify with Elsie in that because as a young person, my mother died as well when I was about five. And the death of a mother was a big blow to Elsie. She adored her mother. In time, her father remarried. And Elsie struggled uh, with, with the impact of that decision. And she ended up living with her older sister, Margaret, who took it upon herself to help uh, rare the siblings and it was only last year during a, a visit in Edgar Boyd Court and the wee, uh, I'll call it the flat she called it the apartment and um, she, she told me that her stepbrother Wilmer had passed away and that was the first time she'd ever mentioned him after leaving school Elsie started working in bell art and she was making children's clothes Elsie was skilled in the use of a singer sewing machine and I'm told that she worked there a long time and uh, she became a supervisor and uh, Elsie of course in those days loved to make things A skill perhaps maybe she inherited from her mother and maybe a skill, of course, that was uh, inherited as well uh, through her sister. Because I'm told at home, uh, Margaret and her loved to make lots of things. They made dresses and curtains and throws for beds and blankets for babies and cushion covers. And you you name it, if it could fit in the sewing sewing machine, uh, it, it was made and uh, I'm also told that uh, when Elsie was a child and they attended Carried off Presbyterian Church and the Sunday school, uh, that all the Huddleston girls, they had a new dresses for Children's Day, no doubt made by mum, and no doubt uh, uh, made on the singer sewing machine. So Elsie put that talent to, to, to good use in bell art. And later on, she went to work in the sewing department of the Belfast City Hospital. And I have no doubt if a record was to be known and maybe someone was to stand up and share a wee word that Elsie was probably one of the best machinists. Um, Elsie had many friends growing up. And she had loads of sitters. And I used to say to her, Elsie, did nobody ever asked you out? Oh, they did. Elsie... No one would ever propose to you about getting married. And she says, no, I was far too fussy, Mr. McLaughlin. Many suitors, but very fussy. I don't know exactly when Elsie got saved, but it's widely believed that she got saved and trusted Christ as her Lord and Savior in her late teens. In the early years, Elsie rode her bicycle all over the place to work, friends, family. I'm told she even rode over to Calinchy, to um, Elsie's... uh, Alexander's uh, father's house in Calinchy. And of course, she got a, a ride home in the back of the car and the bicycle was in the boot. Uh, for many years, Elsie lodged in the home of a Mrs. Patterson and carried off. I'm not sure for many years, it could have been as many as 20, it could even be near 30. Uh, during this time, Elsie was a Sunday school teacher along with Mrs. Patterson and carried off Baptist Church. And she was very faithful in that role and she loved teaching the children. And of course our our dear sister here uh, Barbara who played the organ uh, When she was a young Barbara Dunlop Was taught by uh, the late Elsie Scott in Sunday school Maybe some of you were here And you were also taught by her in Sunday school Uh, And after leaving Mrs. Patterson's home She moved into a wee flat in Beaver I talk about a flat And uh, Elsie talked about an apartment It sounded like something that was over abroad And uh, Uh, She learned to drive, so the bicycle was ditched, and she got a wee green mini, and she gained her independence. Now, you who knew Elsie better than I did knew she loved her independence. And uh, remember what I said about suitors. Forty years ago, when her nephew, Alan, and Denise got married, uh, she's reported to have said that her last nephew is now married, and she was still single. And by this time, she's about 54 or, or, or 55 but you know what? Romance was in the air. I'm going to tell you what happened. In the Wee Flat in Baver, there was a problem with the glass-fronted fire. And I'm told that there was a man across the road by the name of David Scott, who was a plumber. And He got the job of fixing the fire Now I had the pleasure of meeting The late David Scott He was a lovely man Good gracious godly man Very kind and considered His wife had died some time before He was probably a bit lonely Probably found it a bit hard to cope Well you know what He got the fire going And romance blossomed in the flames Because he was encouraged Along with Elsie I believe by another relative To uh, start dating And uh, David and Elsie Was eventually married in April 1982 In Dundonald Baptist It was a quiet wedding She's told me Just just a few friends But it was evident If you've been ever in the home That they loved and adored each other Now I have to say here And I'm sure that the stepsons Are not me saying this That Elsie was very very well received And treated with the utmost respect By David's family And um, they They Know that I have first hand witness of that And uh, The boys will tell you that after the death Of their mother, the father was like a, a Lost soul, he's like me He couldn't boil water or an egg And um, in a sense Meeting Elsie was like, it, it sort of Restored him and revived him and, and they loved each other and they were married Of course uh, for about 21 22 years in a wee bungalow there Off Church Road And at, at that time they were attending Milltown Baptist and um, then eventually they, they joined the martyr's memorial And I remember one of my first visits to the home uh, Dr. Paisley, I'd just come to Carried off And uh, he sent me around the area to do pastoral work on his behalf And um, I remember knocking on the door and Elsie opened it And out run this wee dog And the dog was called Bobby and Elsie was Bobby, Bobby Well it was wet So Bobby he decided to have a wee run round the garden. And you know what that was like? A flew flower beds and, and, and a bit of dirt and whatever. And then the, I thought, well, Bobby's going to go out the gate. And I was shouting, Bobby, Bobby. And the next thing, the wee dog came running back and jumped up all over me. And the paws were dirty and the trousers were dirty. And it just didn't happen once because it happened at one Christmas when I was also visiting the home when the stepson's were there. And I remember Elsie said, ah, don't worry about it, Mr. McLaughlin. It'll brush off. Wasn't that, it went to the dry cleaners. All right, uh, Elsie, you know, used to take Bobby for a walk. Some of you seen her in the round, carried off, and she said to me one time, you know, I was reported for the dog fouled the pavement. The cheek of them, she says. Imagine reporting me for what the dog had done, and it always stuck in her head. Uh, Elsie and David loved each other, as I've said They, they, they loved life to the full, they have many lasting memories uh, They had happy times, they, they laughed and they had banter with each other And Elsie, of course, was in her element There was wee trips to Cranfield, to the static caravan Elsie said the worst about going to Cranfield was packing up and leaving it And they had trips abroad to Europe um, Elsie told me about her trips to Venice with Paul and Janet uh, and David they had also trips to Scotland You know one time they went to Scotland In David's plumber's van And they spent the night in the van I'm not sure where they parked And I says to Elsie, well, where do you sleep? She's in the back of the van I says, what all? She says, David had a old mattress in the back of the van um, that, that, that was Elsie um, Of course she was fearfully loyal to David And uh, I hope the boys don't mind me mentioning this here But David at one time got a wee teepee And Elsie had told me, now, don't you ever mention it to him? And, of course, she told the same to Jim Alexander when he was coming down to Cranfield to to see them. And um, don't mention it, Jim. Don't look at it. Don't stare at him. Of course, what did Jim do? The very opposite. But but that was Elsie. There's a story told that David had a lovely white murk, you know. And in the middle of Elsie and Jim Alexander's yard... There was a clothesline, one of them whirly things, and it was lifted out. There was a bit of a pole sticking up in the yard. David didn't see it. He drove over the top of it in the white murk. He then reversed back over it. And you know, I don't think they ever told him. I'm telling it now. Whenever David died, it hit Elsie hard. Her, Her light sort of went out. She was a widow to all these years. She moved to Edgar Boyd Court, lovely wee apartment, as she called it. I called it the flat. We had many cosy chats. We had tea. She used to say to me, come on a Thursday or a Friday, 4 p.m. to 5.30, and then you go home for I have to listen to the news. And um, during that time, of course, she sold the wee green mini, and uh, she got a Volkswagen Lupo. And she used to come up to the church here in the old building in first gear. And we could hear it almost from coming out of up the Killianya Road. And she used to go out the gate in first gear. And I used to say to her, Elsie, you know, we have to stop. Look right and then look left, Elsie. Yes, Mr. McLaughlin. First gear out the gate and down the road. Neither look left nor right. We warned her of the danger of the Sadefield Road. Of course, it was busy, as you know. But she loved to get the Marks and Spencers. And many a time, the Volkswagen Lupo went down the road. It was the highlight of her week to get her hair done She loved a bit of Victoria's sponge And even when she had no car, She looked forward to Elsie Alexander Her niece coming And taking her out a wee run And down to Marks and Spencer's of course they went And she really appreciated that And when we talked on the phone She always would have said Oh with Elsie here I think it was usually on a Friday Sometimes it was on a Tuesday And I I just want to let you all know That she was adored by all her nephews and nieces and their children and she talked fondly of you all and she knew your names and I could tell you something else she prayed for you and she, she talked about her stepsons here uh, Paul and Philip and David and about their wives Heller and Janet um, as I've said I believe Elsie was saved as a teenager she taught, taught Sunday school as I've said and carried off Baptist many years she attended Murphy's Loft when the meetings were on with her dear friend uh, Pearl Shanks. Elsie loved the Lord and she loved the Word of God. She loved hearing it. She loved reading it. She loved talking about it. You know whenever she was sending a family card to someone maybe at Christmas or a birthday or some other event and this was especially true of her niece Anne. And uh, when she was writing to her uh, She always inserted the text Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all thine heart And lead not in thine own understanding In all thy ways acknowledge him And he shall direct thy path She told me about the Christmas dinner and, uh, or the boxing day dinner down at, at Philip and Heller's And she just appreciated the very fact that she was asked to give a word of thanks uh, for the food And she always felt that that was important, uh, getting a wee word in uh, for the Lord As I've said, Elsie coped with ill health uh, Perhaps you didn't know that uh, in her early life she did recover from a very serious stroke And we're thankful to God giving her grace to cope with illness Not only her own But the illness of loved ones I've talked about the death of her husband The death of her sisters The death of her brother The death of her nephews John and Robert And many others And in the midst of them all You know what? She learned to trust Christ at all times She was not a murmur, And you knew that She was not a complainer But she was a fiercely independent woman She was a gracious sufferer but she was also a woman of prayer. And her prayers will be missed. And I knew she prayed. I knew she was a praying woman. And sadly only a few months ago her health seemed to deteriorate. She was admitted to the hospital. I, I confess I didn't think that she'd be in too long. Uh, it wasn't serious. She'll be out again. But uh, that wasn't to be. Uh, slowly Elsie went down and down. And every day we went to visit her. She, she was down a wee bit further. And um, in the last few days, she found it difficult. Her family and friends were often with her. As I've said, I was with her on the Tuesday, so was her brother Sammy Wade. On the Thursday night, Alan and me spent some time with her. And then on the Friday morning at about 5.43 or thereabouts, she breathed her last. She went home to be with the Lord. Her eyes have seen the King. She's reunited with her family and friends. And the Bible says, as I've already quoted, the memory of the just is blessed. And the memory of the late Elizabeth Scott is blessed amongst us. Could I just leave a short message with you? In the book of Proverbs We have put it in the order of ser- or Book of Psalms We have put it in the order of service In Psalm 116 verse 15 We read Precious in the sight of the Lord Is the death of his saints Now there's three things I want to leave with you I want you to think of the description Of God's people here in the text His saints God's people are described in a variety of ways using different metaphors in the Bible. We're we're called Christians, followers, disciples, even jewels. And here's another precious one, his saints. The word saints is a reference to holiness of life. His holy ones. His speaks of someone in a relationship With him. The Bible tells us. About Isaac and Rebekah. She became his. And that was true in the day that David and Elsie. Got married. But it was also true of the day that Elsie trusted Christ. As Lord and Saviour. She became his. Because she could talk about my Redeemer. She could talk about my beloved. This is my friend. She could talk about my Lord and my God. His saints also. As someone who has a regard for God who believes that God is. And of course, the Bible tells us the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. Uh, It's important that we recognize that God is, that he's the true and the living God who's revealed himself in the pages of Holy Scripture. And Elsie leaned hard on the fact that God is, because the Bible tells us God is our refuge and strength, a very present help and the day of trouble when your wee world falls apart And crashes in round you Who do you turn to for help Well, Elsie always turn to the Lord a reference to his saints is a reference to someone Who's a reference for God The Bible tells us Be thou in the fear of the Lord All the days of thy life The Bible tells us there In the book of Proverbs In Proverbs chapter 9 And in the verse 10 That the fear of the Lord Is the beginning of wisdom The knowledge of the holy is understanding. And Elsie had such a, 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 a reverence for God that she knew and discovered that she was a sinner and that she had a soul. And that she knew she needed a saviour. And the Lord Jesus was the only saviour. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. And she knew she needed to be cleansed in the precious blood of Christ. By, by trusting him. And by faith having a, an application in that blood. Whereby she was washed by faith. And therefore she came to Christ. And she cried out to him. And, 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 and she confessed him. Elsie was not only washed by the blood of Christ, but but she was walking by the faith of Christ. I've already made reference that Elsie was a machinist, a dressmaker. And you know, the Bible has loads to say about garments. In fact, 170 references to the word garments. And one of those references is Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 11. And this is what it says, and this is the bridegroom speaking of his bride. Thy lips, O my spouse, drop as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue, and the smell of thy garments is like the smell of Lebanon. You see, Elsie, like the bride and the bridegroom, had such a relationship with Christ that she not only was washed in the blood of Christ, but she walked by the faith of Christ. She could say, like... Paul to Timothy I know in whom I've believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day and how do I know that Elsie was a good genuine godly Christian woman when I went into her home she always was reading the Bible or some other Christian literature whenever I went to read a portion before I left the home Elsie always got her own Bible and she said I'll um, I'll read it along with you Mr. McLaughlin See she couldn't hear at the end The best and uh, in fact one day When I was in visiting her I was there for about 40 Minutes and I was shouting you could have heard Me at the bottom end of killing your And Elsie kept saying I can't hear You Mr. McLaughlin I can't hear you And I'm shouting I'm almost hoarse You know at the end She took the two bits of cotton wool out of her Ears she had got olive oil in And uh, that was the reason Why she couldn't hear me Um but she did love reading her Bible. She always talked about the Lord Jesus to everybody that would listen. She, she could say, this is my Redeemer, this is my friend, this is my Lord. She, she proved her testimony by the life that she lived. Uh, when trials and troubles come, the death of her husband, her sisters, uh, Johnny, uh, her late nephews, uh, John and Robert i have mentioned, she didn't give up. She didn't pack in her life of faith. She trusted in the Lord to give her grace to see her through. Elsie worshipped the Lord. I've mentioned Carryduff Baptist, Dundonald Baptist, Milltown Baptist, the, the Martyrs Memorial, and then uh, she transferred membership here to Carryduff. A description of God's people, His saints, and, and we could talk literally that Elsie was a living saint, and of course. If you're not a saint before you die, you'll never be one. We we don't believe and we totally reject that you can become a saint after you die. Elsie was a saint before she died. Listen to the scripture. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Think not only of the description of the people of God, but think about the death of the people of God. You know, Elsie lived her life in such a way that she knew that all must die. She knew that old people die. She knew that the young may die. And Elsie lived her life in light of this. You see, even a good, genuine, godly, sincere Christian dies. Abraham died. David, Esther, Hannah, Moses, Samuel. The the New Testament apostles. See, Elsie knew that, that death was an appointment not to be missed. because The Bible tells us. In Hebrews chapter 9 and 27, as is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Elsie knew that God had set a boundary uh, for her. Listen to what the Bible says in Acts 17 and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. You see, there's a time, a place, a way for all men Must die. Elsie not only had a birthday, but she had a death day. And maybe you're here and you never think about that, and you haven't realised it, and it doesn't make any impact upon you. Who cares? You shrug it off with a shrug of your shoulders. It reminds me of the story that's told in the Chronicle of Narnia, uh, written by C.S. Lewis, in one of the volumes, I think it was The Silver Chair or The Silver Throne, and it was a picture of a prince that had been captured by a wicked witch and held in the dungeon and for almost 24 hours he had access to food and all the delicacies that you could think of and uh, rest and relaxation but at a time, five minutes to midnight the wicked witch's followers came and tied him to a silver chair and for five minutes that prince screamed out every moment Of that five minutes, I'm a prisoner. Someone get me out of here. Despite having all of life's best, the finest of clothes, delicacies and fun and happiness. For five minutes of every day, he realized I'm a prisoner. I need someone to get me out of here. And you see, every once in a while, we get a reality check. And I believe coming into the house of mourning like this, we get a reality check. That man is a prisoner to sin. That man is a fallen creature. And and that death is not natural to man. And death was never intended to be part of God's world. But death has been introduced because of sin. Romans 5 and 12. Wherefore as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men and all have sinned. Death occurs because of sin. And God's judgment on sin. And a funeral like this. Even at the death of a saint. It can be a wake up call. To what is really going on. Because one day death will come for you. And come for me. There is life after death. Jesus said what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world. And lose his own soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul. And there's two ways to die. You can die in Christ. And if you die in Christ, it'll be absent from the body and present with the Lord and you'll enter into paradise and you'll be with King Jesus and you'll know the bliss of heaven. But if you die without Christ, this is the worst death of all. To die in your sins. Jesus said, if you die in your sins three times, where I am, you cannot be. And that should make you tremble and and that should make you think. And the Bible urges us, flee from the wrath to come. Death is an enemy. Death is is unnatural. And yes, it's hard. And yes, there's tears. And yes, there's real grief and pangs. And this family's sorrow. but, But they don't sorrow without hope. Because what we're really doing this afternoon is declaring the death of a saint. Listen to the text. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Not only the description here of the people of God and the death of the people of God, but a declaration about the people of God. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. See, Elsie's death is precious because the price was already paid. The price of the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus. Elsie knew she was redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. It was precious because of the place that God had prepared for her. And Alan had already read that to us. The Lord Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'll prepare a place for you. I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And it was also precious because of the prospect that awaited her. Listen to these words as we close from John's Gospel. The Lord Jesus said in his prayer, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Elsie Scott's earthly day has ended. Her physical life is over. All her sorrows and all her suffering is over. Remember what the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Elsie Scott has gone to a better place. Elsie Scott's in heaven. And, and how do we know that? Was it because she was a good woman? Because she was gracious? Because she was godlike? The answer's not. Elsie Scott is in a better place because of her faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And Alan read for us those words in John 14. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. By Christ. And resting on his finished work. And that's the ground that Elsie rested on. And put all her hope for eternity. And because of that ground. God can say precious in the sight of the Lord. Is the death of his saints. In earth we mourn. But in heaven there's jubilation and almost like a party scene. Because another soul has entered in to their eternal reward. An eternal rest. Let me just ask this in closing: Will your death be precious? Or will it be perilous? And what you do with Jesus Christ in life's journey, if you reject him, refuse him, it'll be perilous. But if you receive him and rest in him alone. It'll be precious How will you die In Christ Or without him Precious in the sight of the Lord Is the death Of his saints We're going to sing our closing hymn We're turning to the order of service Face to face with Christ my Saviour Could I just ask that you remain standing And we'll have a short prayer and benediction and then the family will make their way out of the church along with the earthly remains as we head to Ballygowan As I've said, do bring your, if you're coming to Ballygowan do bring your hymn sheet with you. We'll have a very short service there. Uh, I'll not be preaching very long. You'll be glad to hear that. And then it's into Ballygoyon Church Hall uh, for some refreshments. And you're all invited to come. And we would love to have as many as possible. In prayer Lord we thank thee for the sense of thy presence with us We thank thee for these old hymns of Zion Whereby we've praised and worshipped thee Hymns that Elsie loved And O God we ask thee now As we take our leave from the house of God And make our way to the final resting place Down in Ballygayan We pray that thou will give journey mercies Remember as we meet around the open grave Pray you'll be favourable as far as the weather is concerned. And for the short service there, we pray, Lord, that you'll undertake for us. Especially undertake for this dear family. These nephews and nieces. Elsie's stepsons, and their family circle. And we know, Lord, they're all affected one way and another. And we just pray, Lord, that you will grant grace at this time. And we pray, Lord, now as we take our leave from the house of God... That the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of thyself, and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be upon us, both now and evermore. Amen.